Good evening, Skyla. Good morning, Kim. Um, so this week's been a week. It's been a good week, but it's been a week. Um, and I feel like I start every podcast by saying that. It's like, I, ha- I sort of have it's a... It's your catchphrase. <laughs> I have a weekly routine. No, my catchphrase is good morning. Um, but I have a weekly routine. And um, and then I get to Saturday How, and I'm like... Interrupting you again. Interrupting you again. How is good morning as a catchphrase? It's just a greeting. Well, no, but it's a catchphrase because... Um, because I always... That's our opening, yeah. Because yeah, that's our opening. Because I always say it in situations where it wouldn't be a necessary greeting. Um, so it becomes my catchphrase. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't right? know that. So anyway... Anyways, uh, it's been a week for you. Yes, it has. Um, we have some follow-up? We do. We do have two pieces of follow-up from our dear listeners. So, uh, first one is uh, related to the travel, air travel within the Schengen area. So, uh, our listener from Spain has kindly informed us that at least from Spain, when you travel to countries like you're flying to all countries within the Schengen area, you don't need to have a passport that you, you'll be led on board with national ID. So, we have that information which is handy. Again, I guess like if your national ID doesn't say on it that it is not fit for international travel the way it is like here in Hungary, but here we go. Like every country does things differently, which is zero surprise here. So thanks a lot for that. And now you know that uh, there are variations within Schengen area. And so that was nice and short. The second piece of uh, feedback is from uh, our uh, Berlin listener. Hi, Gigi. So, uh, because like on the last episode, I rambled on and on and on and on about uh, my Berlin experiences. And we do have clarifications from person who actually knows what they're talking about. First of all, about the Donut and Berliner thing. So, uh, to summarize it regarding uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, that most likely the audience knew exactly what he's talking about. So nobody really um, misinterpreted it. So it 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 most it wasn't like any kind of like um, etiquette for power or anything. So nobody certainly didn't get either offended or make fun of him, uh, because in Berlin itself, the um, the donut thing, the jelly donut, is called Funku. Okay, like no Funkuchen. And it is translated as pancake. And then other parts of Germany, Austria, call it Krapfen. And, uh, or mostly they call, like, outside of Berlin, that thing, you know, that specific pastry. Is it a pastry? A pancake? Jelly donut. No, a jelly donut. A jelly donut, yeah, jelly donut is called uh, Berliner. So uh, that's a clarification uh, from the most reliable source we have available to us then with regards to public transport is that i was correct when i was uh, kind of guessing that there are random spot checks and in terms of confusing nomenclature is it is still confusing to me so i i think like in order to you know really be comfortable with it you need to use it and know like know it but then s-bahn it is uh it means light light rail service it is mostly overground, but sometimes can be overground, and it is operated by a different company compared to U-Bahn, which is subway mostly underground. And like you know, mind you, like these mostly uh, adverbs is not coming from me; they're coming from our uh, dear listener. And 
so um, that's why there is the differences like in the in the naming. Uh, however, it doesn't mean that that's universally set up in the entirety of Germany. This is specifically to Berlin. And in practice, there is no difference between S and U. The, you know, kind of like they overlap a lot in coverage. But there is an interesting difference between East and West historical, as a lot of things in Berlin are, that trams are predominantly um, cover East Berlin and the bus lines are predominantly common in West Berlin. Of course, there is, I would imagine there is certain overlap with buses, but with trams not so much because, you know, lying tram tracks is um, slightly more difficult than just sending a new bus route. Yeah. So that's the, that's the feedback about the public transport. And, uh, you know, I guess next time if, if slash when I travel somewhere else, it would be again the same flurry of feedback. Uh, hopefully we'll have listeners from that area. Again, like um, I'm on a almost like I mean I think I could put myself a mission like visit all the uh, all the Discord friends that I've made. <laughs> it would be a lot of traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The biggest problem with that would be one going to the U.S., which you 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 said in an earlier episode, a much earlier episode that you never wanted to come back to the U.S. If I remember, if I remember correctly, and then two I going to Australia, which is very, very far away. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That 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 certainly would be a challenge. And like, if I go to Australia, it would certainly it would have to be for like some three weeks, and I will camp on uh, Ellen's roof, despite the spiders and all. Yeah, yeah, I would just come prepared with tons and tons of bug spray. Um, I, 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 you know, you know what, considering Australia's border control, I doubt they will let you in with it. Like they will let your bug spray. No, yeah, I, I'm sure in Australia, and I'm sure, using, and I'm sure you... using bug spray is like a federal crime or something. Well, I'm sure they have a local one that is like towards specifically geared towards the local stuff because like, you know what, that nature might be just too hard if that to, to whatever for, sprays for, you have available. For our westernized bug sprays, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Um, also, when you... I don't blame you for saying you never want to come back to the U.S. Because if I had a chance to live outside of the U.S., I would take it. Look, it's like the reason me saying that it's like just so multifold and complicated and it is a very conflicting thing because I have so many good friends now uh, and like and all, like not just from Discord, but really old friends who live right who live actually now in California and I'd love to visit them. And because like, for example, my good friend from the uni days, she has a baby and her daughter is absolutely adorable. I'd love to meet her in person. But like, I get it to me, it's the same, almost the same problem as like, it's very far and it's not cheap and also and then everything else so it's kind of like a lot of friction yeah yeah i think i you know traveling around within Schengen area is much 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 easier so oh yeah plus i don't have days off left anymore so let's not talk about travel because i will make myself sad and it was such a good week for me this week so i don't want to make myself sad there. It is. I, I saw something recently that was like domestic travel is getting cheaper, international travel is getting more expensive. But um, but anyway, moving on. Last week after moving the episode, on. after um, editing was done, 
I DM'd you and said, hey, next episode we need to talk about task management. Because I'm switching my task manager from OmniFocus to Reminders. Um, and I have a big question. Why? Why? Um, and this, this it's goes, not like I'm a big fan of OmniFocus, but like Reminders? This goes That's back to decision? WWDC, which we're not going to talk about. But um, I, I sort of, I took a look at Reminders. And I took a look at mm-hmm. all of the stuff I have in OmniFocus. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I could do this. But I don't think I want to. Um, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm still on OmniFocus. And I'm, I'm going to be on okay. OmniFocus for, uh, like, for the foreseeable future. Um, and, to, like, to be fair, I've been using, I've been using OmniFocus since junior year of high school. Or, like, third year of, of high school. Um, going into, like... And I've been using it all the way through my first year of university... So it's like I've got I've got a small amount of sentimental attachment to it. Um but the reason why I wanted to switch to reminders like originally and so I was just looking at um they've made a lot of good updates to it in the last uh-huh. few years. It's not necessarily the quintessential GTD productivity app, but it's good. It's not. It's not. It's not just a grocery list like what it used to be. Um, and okay, like, I saw that, and I saw they've got like smart lists, and um, I didn't look at What's it in smart depth, list? but smart basically, um, OmniFocus calls them perspectives, where you can basically um, you select. I want tasks like you select what criteria you want the tasks to be and it'll it'll pick ah, them okay, from okay 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 so like you okay, can say so in, uh, because, you can say like gotcha due date within this range or uh from this project or like with mm-hmm. these tags gotcha and things like that in todoist because i i used to for my task management uh outside of work i used todoist and i think in todoist it's called filters and labels yeah, and you can fill. You can, you know, basically uh, create yourself like a smart list or a filter based on a priority, on the due date, on overdue, based on the label. So, effectively, like that. That's that's the purpose. Smart list. Yeah. All right. The, how are they like? Uh, the reason why I'm using Todoist and not Reminders because I certainly like did look at them because if it's a built-in tool, why not use it? But the reason why I picked Todoist all those years ago, because I've, it's been quite some time for my for me as well, not since high school, obviously, but, you know, a good few years. And the reason why I'm using it is because it's twofold. One is their recurring dates. I like how they work. Yep. And secondly, collaboration. Yeah. Because there is at least one project that is called household management that I need to share with, with, uh, with my flatmate who is my dearest nibbling. And uh, like the what helps is that uh, Todoist is cross-platform. So... Yeah. Uh, Todoist is, like... is, is basically pan-platform because it's a web app. Um. Is, it, is it... Is it like... Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good way of, pro, of, of saying it. I was going to say, like, do, do they, are they present on Linux? And then, yeah, you, if yeah. you're on Linux, you open the browser and it's there. Yeah. So that's why I'm using Todoist. But, but like, uh, my flatmate now has an iPhone 
because it's well hand me down iPhone because like I'm too like you know God I will sound right now awful but I can't be bothered with selling old iPhones so I usually just yeah. hand them down to my family members <laughs> this is one of the this is one of the perks of being on the iPhone upgrade program is not just the fact that I get the new iPhone every year um, which is really I don't know kind of privileged of me to be able to say but yes I get the new iPhone every year but also Apple just takes my old phone automatically. And so I don't have to worry about getting rid of it or giving it to someone or selling it. I just yeah. give it to Apple just, and it's all dealt with. Yeah, I am absolutely terrible when it comes to selling things. Like, I just, I kind of like, I neither have no skill, no desire to develop the skill to do it. And yeah. it's a skill. This is and... also why, like, all of my other tech devices, because I, I buy so many Apple things. So if Apple will take it for trade-in, I'm just going to do that. Even though it's less money, mm -hmm. I know I'm getting less money from that. It's less work because Apple has a set price. Yeah. I just give it to them. Kinda, and in my case, I just have a large extended family, so there is always somebody in need of a device. Yeah. And uh, so, basically, what I was saying is that right now my nibbling is on uh, does have an iOS platform, uh, you know, a phone. So, yeah. do reminders have good uh, sharing option or like collaboration? See, this is the part that I haven't looked at. Um, okay. I, I would bet there is a way to do it. Oh, apologies for the background noise. I have the window open and somebody just very noisily drove by. Sorry. No worries. Um, I would bet... I haven't looked too much, but if I... I don't know. I would bet there is a way. Yeah, no. There is a way to share a list um, over messages uh -huh. or whatever. I would also bet if you're on an iCloud family, that's probably a little easier, but you can just... You can send a list through messages, whether or not it keeps it automatically updated and automatically checks off if either of you checks it off. I'm not sure, but I would bet it probably does. Um, but yeah, um, so there there is a way to like kind of collaborate with lists. You just send them through messages. Um, mm, I see, I see. Okay, then kind of. Okay, I guess I, I might look into it, but again, it's a it's a matter of you know. Uh, what's the what's the expression? Cost of change. Um, right? Activation energy. Uh, if you're if you're in chemistry, you're, you're talking about activation energy, right? Um, well, we're not in chemistry, but well, I exactly know what you mean yeah. because yes, that's it's like it's the amount of energy you need to get the reaction going and all that, and um, especially if it's an ended. Yeah, the term I've heard for this, and I think this might have been said on Cortex before, is a sort of um, switching inertia. Um, yeah, it's 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 there is a, there is a very like the longer you use some specific setup, the higher the friction is because you're like getting yeah. set you're settling more into your routine, and it applies to anything. And that's a very that you know that's the reason why the older you get, the less you are happy with change unless you're actively consciously manage it and um, you know that's one of the popular advice of like oh how to prevent your like you know mental aging like try something new novelty is good and that's true but to a certain extent sometimes the approach if it works don't fix it is also a reasonable one so i am on the fence right now yeah because thing is thing is I'm kind of, okay, 
kind of getting a little bored with Todoist. And you know yeah. why? It's and it's a very it's a very silly thing, is that uh, first th- disclaimer, you know, first uh, statement for the context: gamification works extremely well from on me. Oh and yeah. And one thing. Before one I, thing I re- before I was on mm-hmm. OmniFocus, I used Todoist, and gamification does not work on me. It annoyed the oh. heck out of me. Um, oh, you see, that's the difference between us then, because gamification works on me. And that whole Todoist Karma system really got me going and like, you know, keeping up the streaks and all that. And so I used, until very recently, I used their Karma system, but, but I have reached their top level of like, I think they call it enlightened. It's a funny term. I got the kick out of it. I've made a screenshot, screenshot of like the achievement they show you and so on. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a kind of like nice uh but and then i turned it off and now the only gamification aspect that there is is um the streak because i don't follow you know i don't kind of like keep track of a daily streak but the weekly streak yes absolutely and my weekly streak is 130 weeks so i'm pretty proud of it and it's 130 weeks without cheating that's so like that's doing the math that's two and a half years um yep yeah okay that's a lot um (laughs) that's a lot i know i know and so i guess that's where the on one hand the friction is because it's a streak on the other hand like the gamification system they have here got old for me yeah and of course you know you might tell me but kim reminders doesn't have any gamification no it doesn't and it will, I mean, I doubt it will ever, but it will have a novelty factor. Yes. So maybe there is that. I don't know. See, like the way, the way I thought about it, um, novelty factor was always, I don't know. It's always something you have to think about because I sort of see it as like, if you're only going to try something because of the novelty factor, that's okay, but you need to be aware of the fact that it's going to wear off quickly. Um, mm-hmm. as soon but as you by stop then, they would. But by then, the habit will build up. You see, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, but if the only reason why you tried something was because of the novelty, then then the, your like your only incentive for using it goes from being the novelty to being the habit. But you need, mm-hmm. I don't know, you sort of need a better incentive besides just. This is, I don't know. I have a sort of mantra in life that um, just because something is the way it's always been doesn't, like, saying that this is the way it's always been is never a good reason for keeping it that way. Um, There needs to be a better reason. And so that's sort of completely opposite of activation energy is, like, saying, like, okay, but the energy for switching is high, and that's that's okay, Mm -hmm. but... To say, like, we're not going to change anything just because this is the way it's been for a long time, like, you need to have a better reason for, the re- for like, why it is. And so, like, if I was saying, oh, I'm only staying on OmniFocus because I've been on there for so long, that's not, it's not a great reason, and that's not the entire reason. I'm, I'm still on OmniFocus mm-hmm. because it has a ton of really in-depth tools, and I enjoy using it. Um, so it's that Fair sort enough. of thing. But, um... Yeah. So so when you're talking about like switching, um, 
just saying, and this this goes for everything. This is why it's like sort of like a personal mantra. Is um, if your only reason for something is oh this is the way it's always been, you need to find a better reason. Um, so it's the whole thing. But also, task management is sort of something you have to figure out on your own. But yeah. Um. Well, look. If OmniFocus works for you, then why, like, I mean, then continue using the OmniFocus and then that's the end of story. Uh, I did try using OmniFocus. I certainly did. And that was during, oof, I think it coincided when I used to have iPhone 4S. Yep. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Um, yeah. And... There was something that I really didn't like. And could be just the visuals. Like, could be the way they've just, you know, the visual language they've picked at the time. And, and of course, as well, it goes without saying, is that OmniFocus is certainly an overkill for my personal task management system. Like... It's it's like you know like how the expression goes like shooting sparrows out of a cannon or something like that, because what I need is like from the functionality point of view alone, I think can be done in reminders, with the exception of collaboration. I'm still you you just mentioned that it's possible, and I remember somebody on some podcast saying that it got better, so. I'll need to ask my collaborator whether they're willing to switch and uh, see. Because one thing that, uh, one big benefit that reminders have is that it's a built-in and free tool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's undeniable benefit. It's undeniable strength. Like, you know, I don't have to pay extra for it. And, okay, it's a subscription price. It's a, you know, it's a necessary price. Uh, but, you know... Uh, with the, you know, sometimes there are circumstances where every little penny counts. And um, I don't know, like, you know, I am on the annual subscription. So let's see. Maybe maybe that's what I'll postpone the decision to, like, closer to the date when my annual exp- dis- uh, subscription is going to, like, will be due for renewal. And that's when I'll look, do I want to carry on or switch to reminders that are built-in and free because like now with my uh mba like uh, almost done with my master's degree that i keep mentioning so all the listeners already familiar by now then like i will be done at the in september like done done and after that my task management will become way simpler like because as i've mentioned again i keep my work um task management work related and everything else uh, separated yeah so my demands of a of a task manager will become even simpler it's because it's not like they're already complicated now i mean there is certain like like multiple layers and projects and context and blah 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 uh but it will become much simpler because uh at least one major aspect of my activity will be over which is you know can't come soon enough yeah 
like it's been like seriously it's it's year three right now of the of the masters and it's so long it's so stretched out because like it's um without interrupting work you know i'm still full-time employed but it's still like it's just been going on for so long and i i'm so looking forward to be done with it like okay i mean fair enough it, it was a good it was a good decision and so on and so forth but blimey i want to have my days off back I I sort of felt the same way about uh, university, at, like getting towards the end of the last semester. It's not like I'm ready to be done with this, but I'm ready to be done with this semester at least. Um, and like summers, summers are a good time because I don't know. I'm I'm hermiting in my parents' basement, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, but no. Um, when you when you're talking about like so I like everything for me is an omnifocus. All of my my work stuff. Um, and when I say work, I mean like worky work because I do research, um, and also all of my side projects, um, or at least a side project which necessitates being in OmniFocus. Um, like most of most of the side projects, I won't put dates on, um, but I will still have the projects view as a way to organize sort of my thoughts and like what I want to do, what I want to complete, and that sort of stuff. Um, but then also, like, for some side projects, if I'm working, like, if I'm um, dedicated towards working on a project, I will put the tasks in and put dates on them, not necessarily because they are deadlines, but because I'm pushing myself towards trying to get it done, um, because it's something I want to do. But, but like, besides that, during, during off seasons, like the summer or winter break or whatever, um my my forecast view which is like shows all the all the tasks with dates and and like when they're coming up it looks so different from during the semester but because during Mm -hmm. the semester i at the beginning of the semester i go through um like all the class like syllabuses and um assignment due dates and i put syllabuses or syllabi sorry i had to i had to pick that one (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I know. You don't in, in know. In high school, I heard, care, it, I is... heard it called um, silly buses, which is even more weird. <laughs> um, That's a funny one. That's a like silly buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but no. I at the beginning of the semester, I go through all the assignment due dates in in our LMS, which is Canvas. Um, so then I go through all the assignment due dates and I put them all into OmniFocus, and so. Mm-hmm. That way, everything is in one place, and I don't have to go into Canvas for it to tell me what I need to do by Friday. I can go into OmniFocus and see what all I need to get done, and and I had a couple situations where either I put it in wrong or something changed afterwards, and I didn't realize that I either something was in my OmniFocus too like, and its due date was too early. Or in one case, its due date was too late and I completely missed an assignment. Um, Oof, that's not a good one. And so dealing with that is one thing, but but most of the time, the, the benefits of having all of that in, Tom, in OmniFocus, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the opposite of siloing. Because in some cases, you want to silo your stuff out. And for you, it probably yeah, works really case. well to have your work and other stuff siloed into different places. For me, mm-hmm. it's, it's the opposite of that. It works really well for me to see what my basically it's an outboard brain 
And this is this is a term that's definitely yeah. been used on Cortex before, but it's an outboard brain to like instead of trying to think, okay, what do I need to worry about? I can have an app tell me what I need to worry about. Um and it just it's, Look, it's, it's easier. It's that not way. just that. It's not it's not just external brain because I use it exactly the same way. It's like, you know, like you know, this whole GTD base you know, the more the the cornerstone of GTD, like why keep it like why trying to memorize it when you can write it down and the app can do it for you. Yeah. But in terms of siloing, I think you know one of the like my guess as an uh, outsider listener right now would be is that the re- one of the possible reasons why it works so well for you is because right now your university stuff, your university activity, your learning process, your is cl- very closely intertwined with your work because it is also in the same place and yeah. it is cl- it is very interconnected. So it makes sense that it would make sense to keep it all like all in one place because for me. Absolutely. Like, segregating things is important for me. Like, for example, uh, and like, because I don't want to keep thinking about work after 6 p.m. Like, I don't want to open my task manager in the evening to check, okay, like, you know, and, and see, like, what are my arts and crafts projects are. And I don't want to see their work stuff because I'm done with work for the day. I don't want to think about it. This is one of the reasons why I started going back to the I started going to the office almost every day now. Like I mean actually yeah. there are two reasons. One is that because they it, the going to the office gives the physical separation. Yeah. Uh like and secondly because the reason construction starting right outside of my windows and so like during the daytime it's very noisy. <laughs> that's kind of like that's a, a bit unfortunate but it's good that there is construction because it means that the my neighborhood is getting developed and all like being put you know Tweet it up. To go down a rabbit hole, this is the dichotomy of construction, isn't it? Is because while it's happening, it's it's annoying as heck. But you have mm-hmm. to remember, once it's done, it's going it's, to be great. And the fact that it's happening means that there is improvement happening. Like, oh, absolutely. So I am like not complaining at all. I'm just kind of like trying to adjust around it. Yeah. And again, the good thing is that they do it only during work hours. So like in the evening when I have to sleep or enjoy my quiet time, they're done. The same was true for, um, for like my university, we have construction going on in different parts of the campus and um, Mm -hmm. they they will only work during um, daytime hours during the week, um, which is good. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, because it makes sense, doesn't it? Except for some college students who are completely nocturnal and sleep in the afternoon. And so, well, I mean, but hey, you do. I mean. Well, I, exactly. I was going to say, well, like, yeah, being nocturnal is good and all great. And if it works for you, but comes with a price because the rest of the society, the morning people won. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could be nocturnal, but um, yeah. I, I, I am a sort of, and I think we've talked about this. I'm a sort of reluctant morning person. Um, and I recently, Yeah, we did talk about I it. recently <laughs> changed my daily schedule, my sort of daily routine where workouts happen at night. And then right after workout, nightly routine that's the last thing i do before i go to sleep right and then oh so like being physically active before sleep doesn't uh disrupt your like you know your falling asleep patterns it, it hasn't thus far oh um, okay and, good. and well, i, I mean, haven't noticed because before i made this state change in the daily routine i've been getting absolutely terrible sleep so whether or not it did mess it up i don't know because i've already but this week it sort of got better and so this was the second week of this new daily routine and this week this second week my sleep has started to get better 
So it's that sort of thing. But also I've started to find that sort of physical activity into the routine get, makes mm-hmm. it easier for me to get up in the morning and not mm-hmm. be it, like it, it makes it a little bit faster for me to get out of the fog and eventually not be groggy and get started with the day. Um, and so it, and then not oh, working out in the morning, but instead at night, it gives me more time in the morning. Um, yeah. Um, again, like everything's individual because like, I, if I exercise in the evening, then I get kind of like get this, uh, not energized, but I certainly can't fall asleep as easily because like for me, the downtime, like the the wind down or like basically like, you know, just getting into this mode, like, okay, we're going to sleep. And I say, it's a royal we, uh, me and my brain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it means that, uh, like it's a long process. And the worst thing I could do during that time is picking up a book, you know? Like, it's so funny. It's like, you know, I, there's plenty of advice around the internet, obviously. Like, of like, oh, how can, how can you improve your sleep or your, you know, sleep hygiene and patterns and blah, blah, blah. And one of the most, one of the popular advices is that don't touch your any technology, any devices, don't look at the screen, you know, pick up a book to wind down. And I'm like, yeah, sure. See, <laughs> if I pick up the book, I'm guaranteed to stay up late and reading. <laughs> See, this is the curse of the book dragon, right? It um, is. It is. <laughs> but like, but yes, for me, um, I'm reading two books currently, one fiction and one nonfiction. And the nonfiction one, like I'm going through, I've been reading very, very. Is slowly. it is it still the paperclip yes. thing? For the um, and, and it's because the oh, last that's a slow read. The last four weeks, I haven't picked up any book. I started reading again in the last week, um, actually mm-hmm. in the last couple weeks because I last episode we talked about my whole debacle with iBooks and accidentally buying an, yeah, an, an, an audio book. Yeah, and access to libraries and stuff like but, that. Yeah. Yes, but um, I started reading more recently. But if like I switch between the two. But the nonfiction book, because it's nonfiction, just by virtue of of the style, it's a little bit more boring. Um, like especially no, considering the subject you picked. Yes. No offense. It's interesting. It's very interesting, especially for a nerd like me. But it's but still dry. it's still boring. Um, yeah, like reading about. Like Nazis. I guess, like it's a dry, not not boring. That's because it's like interesting and boring. You're basically ridiculing yourself. So it's interesting but dry. Yes. Um, reading about Nazis is not the most not the most um sort of captivating subject um but it is interesting but um but so that whole thing so what i've been doing at night it's like you know workout shower wind down all those sort of things and then i will sit in a chair and read and i will read the nonfiction book and i will read until i'm starting to get tired and like and i won't start feeling tired uh, especially right after a workout i won't feel eminently tired um Mm -hmm. but i i will notice that it's becoming harder and harder for me to keep reading and that's Mm -hmm. my cue for like okay now it's now it's time like it's it's bedtime um and then see that whole thing see that hap like if i pick up a book in the evening and i start reading that what you described it's hard and harder to read it happens the only difference is like usually then it happens and I look out the window and it's a freaking sun, like it's a freaking dawn already. Yeah. Like, you know, the sun is getting up already. Yeah, so, because like, because <laughs> there's a reading muscle. Everyone has the reading muscle. And yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, a, you know, 
You're okay, a... maybe not Olympic, but like national level competing athlete when it comes to reading muscles. <laughs> <laughs> to to go on with your analogy. Yeah. But but with that yeah. whole reading muscle thing, like when I got back into reading, in, even in the last couple of weeks, because I hadn't been doing it for a few weeks, I I couldn't like. It was a few pages at a time, and eventually it was faster for me to build back up to where I was. And mm-hmm. now I'm back to the point where I need to set a timer or I will read for, if, if I'm reading the nonfiction book, I will read for an hour without thinking about it. Um, yeah, nonfiction is the Tamora Pierce one, right? Yeah, right now I'm on, I'm on the third book of the Alana series, which is, so mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. I, I'm at a very interesting point in the book, uh, but so far it is very, it is very good. Yeah, yeah. like one thing that I actually like what works for me to do before I go to sleep so that, you know, it's a kind of like leisurely activity that is uh, pleasant, but not too straining. And then I will start feeling sleepy. It's picking up my switch and play a little bit of Animal Crossing because, yes, like I still play it. I still play it quite not not every day, not the same way it was like during the first year, but I certainly play it. And yep. I keep tending to my island and like, you know, you know, right now I'm effectively like I'm, I'm just trying to complete my museum. And it's a slow going because fishing is something that um, I don't really like doing, but I keep doing it because I want to complete my museum. And uh, it's, it's a bit frustrating at times, uh, but that's certainly something that uh, is part of my not every day, but a, you know, a frequent part of my like evening routine is like just to, you know, maybe ten, fifteen minutes of um, Animal Crossing. Yeah. That reminds me. That reminds me that I just like. Do you play video games? So this is probably, this is the part of um, me that is the most divergent from what you would expect from someone my age. I haven't played video. I have not seriously played video games for probably six years um like let's put like okay you know what i think we have a topic for another episode because i certainly want to like interview you about interview you about this yeah yeah i got out the sentence it's it's multifaceted but i will save it for another time but long story short i have not played video games seriously since before high school um and it's just it's ah. just it, it never i don't know i played minecraft for a while and i did that because it's something i can do it was it was more of a it was a peaceful experience whereas what what you get with most so it was games, basically it was lego for you yeah basically it was digital lego <laughs> um something something like that um but when you talk about like any kind of video games it like even even mobile games i will download it play it for anywhere from 10 minutes to a couple hours and then the dopamine switch will turn off and i will close the game and never open it again um and so that's you know yeah i love finding these kind of differences between two of us write that down in our topics list and we will get to it next week absolutely writing this down next week the dragons will be talking about gaming yeah and uh, that's the teaser for all of you dear listeners yeah so, um, or maybe not a teaser, but a hint to skip it if you're not into video gaming at all. <laughs> also, also another teaser for all of you who have who have um, listened forty minutes into this show uh, today. 
um, a little sneak peek. I recorded a f um, yesterday. I recorded a script. That's all I'm gonna say. But if you like, stay tuned because in the next two or three weeks there might be something happening. But yesterday I recorded a script. And we will, that's all I'm going to say. And we will definitely talk about it as long as everything is lined up. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Nerve-wracking. But anyway, you were talking about... You, you play your, your Switch right before right before bedtime. And yes. that's like... So I've, I've had this habit that I've had for literally years. Um, and it's worked fine. I will lay in bed and watch YouTube until I am sufficiently tired enough to turn my phone off, put on the charger, and go to sleep. Um, because if I don't, I will lay in bed for an hour and not fall asleep. Um, mm -hmm. and so, like, I've had the habit. Oh, that goes without saying, is that, you know, to fall asleep, like, I, I listen to a podcast. I think, I think we talked about it again, like, uh, in the past, and uh, apologies if we're repeating, like, but, like, I have Hello Internet downloaded on my phone at all times, because I just randomly pick an episode and I listen for it for 15 minutes to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, but but for me, podcasts aren't even good enough, um, because for me, <laughs> not strong enough. <laughs> because uh, like audio is one thing, yes, but I'm not I'm not emerged enough into a podcast at any time for that to work. Um, so that's why I need YouTube, because YouTube is audio and visual, so I can just do that until usually it's until I get to the point where I can't keep my eyes open looking at it, and I this does not sound healthy. I know. And, like, I know I could make a better habit out of this, but I've been doing this for five years, at least. Um, Look, so... I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm sure, like, a very massive portion of online population... Especially well, people say, my like, age. You know, uh, yeah, like, they do the same. And it's like, you know, and also, like, if you fall asleep in the end, if you get your whatever, however many hours of sleep you need, then... Who the hell decides what's healthy or not? Okay, there is like there is those whole thing that is understudied, like how the screens affect your vision. But again, it is not really studied, so we don't even know whether See, it is healthy or not. I'm not arguing with science, right? I completely like there has been enough research to say that electronic blue light does mess with our sleep cycles. But well, but that's the thing. That research is not kind of like it's not as like yeah. yeah reliable as we could because didn't all it happen before the whole uh you know the latest wave of academic discourse started right now about the old p values and p hacking and like you know the problem of re repeatability and like recreating the results because that's the thing like i haven't seen any like any definitive conclusion about how screen light affects our sleep because on one hand, yes, there is all this like night mode and warm tones and blah, blah, blah. On the other hand, I keep coming across opinions from like acclaimed academics that say, well, we don't really know what is happening. So uh, jury is still out. Despite the fact that I do research, um, I mean, I'm an undergraduate research assistant. So saying I quote unquote do research may or may not be a oversimplification. But... Um, I'm going to say it anyway. Despite the fact that I do research, um, I'm not qualified to say whether or not, like, what is, what should and shouldn't count as a, I don't know, qualified conclusion, um, because that's kind of been a debate in academics forever. 
Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, but if there's a big difference between what science says and how we should live our lives, just because, just because, um, I don't know. Anecdote is not the plural. I don't know. No, data is not the plural of anecdote. That's the that's the saying. But um, it it kind of goes it, it goes to say, if something works for you, and there's not sort of adverse health effects, either in the short term or the long term. If if it if you're going to be okay and something works for you, no one's gonna stop you from doing it, right? And that's that's exactly what I was getting at. Like you know, yeah. if watching YouTube before falling asleep works for you and you get like you know you get your good high quality sleep out of it then just like you know what's the problem basically yeah that's what that's that's exactly what i was like trying to get and uh, it's good that you have your routine that works for you because sleep is so important like um the other day or a couple of weeks ago i had to like completely disrupt my sleep because of the flight and blimey i was miserable that day yeah. like especially on the way back it was just like yeah. Like there is no like no cough no amount of coffee in the world can get me through the days when I didn't sleep like at least five hours. Yeah. Yeah, my, my absolute minimum is six hours. Um mm-hmm. and I survived in high school for years on six hours of sleep per night. Um I don't know how I did it because these days I shoot for seven and a half. Like my sleep schedule is seven and a half. On, on weekdays and then on on weekends I go to bed at midnight and sleep in until I wake up naturally um because I like at least during the summer I have time to do that on the weekends but so that's sounds lovely uh, like I just overhauled my daily routine um, and it seems to be working well so that's good how did we get to this topic um as always I don't know but I guess that's a good time. That's a good point to wrap it up and uh, thank all our dear listeners for listening for like forty plus minutes of this. We also we intended to talk about task management. We ended up in sleep. Well, we did talk um, about task management at, at least a little we bit. We did, we did, and those topics, I guess, related. Yeah. Because like you can't be productive if you haven't a good sleep. If you Another, haven't had a good sleep. Yeah. Another <laughs> footnote I wanted to mention: um, we are not a productivity podcast. Like I like oh, we no. are never going to be a productivity <laughs> podcast. But um, no, another thing no I way. Mention, you, you mentioned siloing, and one situation where I do silo things is I have two yes. different notes apps. Right, I use Craft. I, I love, oh yes, I absolutely love Craft. And we we I think we'll talk about note taking in more detail later. Um, despite despite us not being a productivity podcast, we will talk about note taking. Yes. Yeah, because there's a difference between talking about our lives and talking about productivity. Like we're not conduit, so it's fine. Um, I, I do love Conduit. It's a great show. But anyway, um, I use Craft and, uh, what's it called? It's literally on my dock right now. I can't remember what it's called. Notability. Um, two different notes apps, right? Oh, um, Notability. I know why I use Notability because it has good handwriting support on iPad, yes. right? Yes. Um, Bingo. and, and like, so I use Craft for all of my work and side projects and, uh, when I did daily journaling, I used it for that, although I don't do daily journaling anymore. Um, because Craft has a sort of calendar feature where you have each day can have its own daily note um, for any day mm-hmm. in the calendar. And so that was useful for that. Um, and then I, I use Notability for classes, like exclusively mm-hmm. for classes. Um, and mm-hmm. like I, you can do handwriting on Craft because um, it, you can open it on the iPad. Um, 
is uh, craft is Skylar. Is... Skylar. Yeah. Pausing you here, you really like. I, I feel you gearing into this topic and like you know you taking your breath and so on. Let's save it up to a separate po- episode Fair. because like, like it's a big topic, and I've just like I've realized that I would certainly need to kind of like make a tally of all my notebooks that i have because that's also note taking because it's like but it's like pen and paper note taking and i just yeah. look at my desk and i have like four notebooks in front of me so it certainly deserves a se- completely separate subject uh not subject top episode yeah there we go so yeah wrapping it up keeping it under one hour <laughs> before we started before we started the show today you said we need to we need to refill our topic list and we've put two more topics on the topic list today so that's pretty good. Brilliant. That's a good turnaround. Brilliant. 